Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chantel's It. This is episode four. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on whatever uh, platform you listen to me on. And also don't forget to follow me on social media at Chantel's It. Let's get started. So as you know, I like to start every episode with an inspirational quote, and this is a quote that I wrote myself. So it says, waiting on someone else to make your dreams happen is like waiting on the rain for a drink of water instead of going to the faucet and getting it yourself. Yes, it kind of sounds self-explanatory, but basically, you know, I know a lot of people wait on other people to help make their goals happen. But in reality, you have to go out there and make your goals happen yourself. You know, you have to push yourself. You have to make sure you have the right tools, the right knowledge to keep pushing your goals forward. Uh, one of the things that I always talk about how I waited to start my podcast and I wouldn't necessarily say I waited on other people, but you know, I always said that I really wanted a co-host and that I wasn't, I, I always felt that I wasn't going to be as good without a co-host. Instead of just waiting for somebody to, just to back up a little bit, I did ask a couple of people to co-host with me and everybody was either busy or they couldn't do it. And you know, I got a little discouraged, but at the end of the day, I said, you know what? I really want to start this podcast and a co-host will come. But for now, I just got to get it off the ground. You know, I got to promote it. I got to build my website. I have to start my social media page. I have to actually establish a, a platform to push my, my podcast out on. So, you know, I basically did all the back work and it's still growing. You know, it's not like I pushed it out and I got a million listens right away. It's still a work in progress. Just kind of saying that to say that don't wait on other people to, to accomplish your goals. Get out there do the research, get the education you need, read the books, and start accomplishing your goals on your own. And guess what? Everybody who's meant to be in your space when you're accomplishing your goals will come in and they will help you flourish. But sometimes you gotta start the groundwork first and go from there. So as promised, I am having a guest host for episode four. Her name is Joy Copeland. And she has her very own business. It's called The Joy of Styling. Joy Copeland, the owner of The Joy of Styling, has always had her heart deep within the fashion industry from an early age. Now at the age of 25 and two degrees later, and she's working on her MBA, she has grown The Joy of Styling past what she envisioned. The Joy of Styling is about uplifting business owners and young women by bringing fashion and the community through style, events, and giving back. Now a style and fashion guru, she wants each of her clients and supporters to feel confidently beautiful and know that fashion isn't just what you wear, it's a lifestyle. She's 25, she's a DMV native, she's a fashion entrepreneur, she's a girl boss, shout out to girl bosses. She is a daughter, a sister, a girlfriend, and a friend, a mentor, and much more. Passion, purpose, and personality are what drives her every day, and that's what drives her passion for her business, The Joy of Styling. Join me in welcoming Joy Copeland. Thank you so much for having me on this platform. I'm so excited to be here and just talk to you a little bit about my journey. It's definitely a full circle moment um, to be on here, so I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, definitely. I definitely appreciate you coming on here and sharing some of your words of wisdom and your experience because I think everybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, start their own business, they always need to hear what other people had to go from where they were to where they are now. So I definitely, definitely appreciate you being on here. 
All right, so let's get started. I'll start asking you some questions. So was it hard to decide to switch your focus from being a model to a fashion entrepreneur? Um, surprisingly, no. Um, when you get a little bit like older and understanding that, you know, modeling can only take you so much or like so far um, into the industry, it's like an introduction. And that's literally what it was for me um, from just starting out when I was about 10. And then by the time I got to high school was when I was really understanding the levels of confidence that modeling was bringing to you and just how fashion can really transform you in that way. So when I got to college, I made the decision that I wanted to go to New York. And within that decision, I had no clue that I would be introduced to a whole different world of fashion. So being a face and then being the face behind the scenes was what I really got to learn into doing. And I loved every aspect of it. And that's really where the fashionpreneur came out because, like I said, modeling introduced me to this industry. But there's so many different levels within it that just bring it so much more powerful by all the, all the different people that you can meet on a daily basis, how many people you can empower by styling them, by throwing events, just encouraging them through designs. Like it's, fashion is just such a, an amazing world, and I can definitely say it was the best decision to jump that bridge from modeling just to fashionpreneur life. Wow. Okay. I never knew it was that intricate in the fashion industry. So that's really interesting to hear. So just out of curiosity, I mean, you moved from Maryland and you went to school in New York. How would you say your New York experience really shaped your desire to move forward in the fashion industry? I can definitely say it shaped me. Um, I know you've probably heard the term when people be like, oh, New York made me. But it's (laughs) one of those, it's really one of those cities where like, if you aren't able to hold your own, it will easily spit you right out. And I can say that I, I learned that New York hustle, that mindset that it's just really good in order to understand how to work, um, what you need to do to get things moving quickly, how to connect, how to network. And you're really just in the, the right platform to meet any and everybody. My freshman year, I ended up meeting one of the models that I absolutely adored and really just considered a role model, Chanel Iman. And I never would have had that experience if I did not go to New York. But that's just how small it is that you can just run into someone like that. But within that moment, um, it really came full circle for me because that's somebody who I aspired to be and having the chance to actually meet her was eye-opening because I could be that girl for um, many different people uh, in the industry. Okay. No, so I think that that's great to know. And I know just coming from Maryland, a lot of people don't leave and, you know, they want to go into these big industries, but they end up staying in Maryland or the Washington, D.C. area. The example that you gave was a perfect example. If you had stayed in Maryland, you would have never had a chance to meet your your icon. And um, being in New York and being in that environment, you were able to meet, you know, your icon and to make connections and things like that. I definitely definitely applaud you for branching out and wanting to go to New York and, you know, making the most of your experience in New York. Cause I, I know that just a lot of people just don't ever want to leave here. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that's, that's really true. Once you go to New York, it's eye opening. It's, it's a breath of fresh air. And of course we love the DFB. You know, we, we try to make it as, as much of a big city as we can, but right. you have to be honest, like DC 
it's, it's although I will say the fashion industry has grown rapidly here, mm-hmm. it's still not on the level that New York is. New York is a fashion capital. Right. So if you are interested, I don't even want to say just in the fashion industry, but if you're looking to get a little bit more fast paced into an industry that you're interested in, mm-hmm. I would definitely say leave your comfort zone and, and go somewhere else. Because honestly, if I did not go to New York, I, I would not have started my business. Like I started my business my senior year in college. Wow. And that came from the the mindset that I had with just being around certain individuals that had a drive. If mm-hmm. it was fashion, if it was acting, if it was writing, whatever it may be, we all were chasing our dreams. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think stepping out of your comfort zone is what's really going to push you forward into what you want to do. So I, I, I love that story for 100%. I love it. And thank you for sharing. So now that you're, you know, you're back and you're really focused on the joy of styling, you know, is the joy of styling your full time job or do you have a nine to five? Surprisingly, the joy of styling is not my full-time job, but the goal is to get a full-time job. But I do have a nine-to-five that I am working that I truly enjoy. It it gives me the flexibility that I need um, in order to pursue. As I put it, nine-to-five, I'm working for somebody else, and Mm -hmm. from five until (laughs) when I go to sleep, I'm working for myself. Right. Um, And that's just a mindset that I have to have in order for me to eventually switch that around where I can just be working for myself full time. But I understand that I have to be somewhere that it can fund my business um, until I can get to a point where I know what my salary would be based on the amount of clients that I'm bringing in. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a lot of planning around it because I know so many of us would just love just to work for ourselves. But until you're truly ready Um, I would suggest just holding off. If you can, if you have money stored up and you're just ready to go and give it your all, 100%, I'm here for it. But for me, on top of me also working a nine-to-five, I did just finish um, with my master's program. So it's like when you juggle three of those things and it was impossible for me just to be doing the joy of styling. But Mark my words, it will be happening soon. Right, you got to speak it into existence. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the res- the support that you've received from your family and friends. Were there a lot of supporters? Were there a lot of naysayers? And how did you navigate through that? I would definitely say there were so many supporters. As I said, I started, well, I, I don't even want to say I started. I got the idea my senior year because I did not officially LLC until after I graduated in 2016. Because, you know, sometimes you you, you have an idea, you really just have to think it through <laughs> before mm-hmm. you're like, oh, do I want to go ahead and make this official official and get an LLC and pay all these prices to the state? You know, it's a lot of different things that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but once that decision happened, I just saw so many people just come out and just be like, Joy, like, you know, you've always been someone that's involved in fashion. So you using your platform in this way is just truly amazing just to see and just see you, you know, go for what you love and just continue to push yourself. Like, even to this day, um, like I I said, the support comes from everywhere. And social media is just definitely one of those areas where you can get support from across the world. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to know them. But that support means everything. That one comment of someone saying that they love your work. Because it takes so much just to do all of this. And I think some people think that, you know, it just happens overnight. And 
it doesn't. But to have the support coming from family, friends, and people that you just don't know, it, it just makes you just so sure that you made the right decision. I can say when I did decide to go to New York, some of my family members were like, oh, I don't want you to go, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's the mindset. It's like, oh, it's New York. And then once I got back and I graduated and just seeing everything that I had accomplished, it was like, okay, this was definitely the right decision decision for her mm-hmm. to do this. So, you know, it, it, it truly all comes to a point where you people understand why you made that decision. And after that point, it was like, okay, I get it. I get what you're doing. Because, you know, being a creative sometimes mm-hmm. in a old-fashioned mindset, mm-hmm. it's like you need to have a regular job. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you putting your money towards this? You should not be doing this. You should be saving your money to get a house. Like, right. You know, right. It's, yep. it's all these different thoughts that, um, that come out. But within our millennial age, it's just like we're thinking of things so differently. Of mm-hmm. course, we want to have like a standard job, but at the same time, we want to have multiple salaries. So we're just not sitting at the same job and not truly chasing our dreams. And I think that it did take certain people in my family to understand that. Right. Um, but once they saw, like I said, the amount of support that came in, it was just like, OK, I'm going to leave her alone. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> And, you know, one of the things I have to say about being a millennial is that we have so much more opportunities than our parents and our grandparents had. I mean, when I was growing up, it was like, go to college, get a job, retire. But I mean, right. now they have positions like social media influencer. I mean, those positions didn't even exist when I was thinking about college. So, At all. Right. <laughs> so now I feel like, I mean, and I'm glad that you didn't let people kind of force you to stay in this area and you kind of took it upon yourself to just say, I want to go to New York and I want to pursue this and this is what I'm going to do. And everybody, you know, sees my drive, sees my passion. And I, I love how everybody was just like, you know, she knows what she's doing. She's focused. She's determined. I think having that support is so important to uh, pursuing your goals and making your goals a reality. And, um, you know, I think that's great that you had that support system. And I know you had to get people to buy in. I totally get that. Um, but you know, I mean, it is what it is and everybody sees how passionate you are. And I mean, I think that's amazing. And I do want to say, even if you don't have the support, Mm -hmm. um, don't let what someone else Think, like we're the only people who truly know what our idea is Amen. and until you truly see it within where the way you imagined it mm-hmm. no one else is going to understand it right. until it's fully done so right. continue I even had posted one of my quotes on the page today like trust your crazy idea mm-hmm. like it's okay <laughs> for you to think that you're crazy at that time but just know crazy things happen and it turns into amazing things so don't ever underestimate what your mind is telling you to do or what ideas that you create. A hundred percent agree. I mean, if you look at some of the crazy inventions that were uh, created throughout history, I mean, the light bulb and the telephone and, you know, cell phones and, (laughs) you know, just things like that, who people probably didn't even believe that those things would get off the ground. And I mean, look how now those, um, those items that I just named are a part of our everyday lives. I mean, we can't go without them. Definitely. Thank you for that. I think that's so important to, to share with everyone. So what has been one of your favorite projects uh, that you have started or that you continue to work on uh, since you uh, started The Joy of Styling? So I actually have a couple, but The Joy of Styling, as you know, it's 
so many different parts to it. Um, of course, there's the styling aspect, there's the fashion events, and then there's the community service. All of that because those are the three individual things that pretty much make me who I am. Uh, one, I love fashion, but I, I love to uplift people and I love giving back. So I wanted to incorporate that within my business. So I'll say for the fashion event, I decided one year that I wanted to do fun. Well, it's kind of also giving back, but fundraising. And I wanted to do it in like a fun way. Like I was like, you know, no, a lot of kids don't really play outside anymore. Like I, I want to bring back a lot of like those when I, you know, growing up in the nineties, things that mm-hmm. we used to do all the time. Mm-hmm. So I created Fashion on Wheels, and we actually just wrapped our third year back in May. So at Lanham Skate every year, pretty much during like the spring, early summer, we have a fundraiser with the organization called Heart of Tabitha. We just have fun. We skate, we enjoy ourselves, but it's about the kids. It's bringing the kids out and just letting them know that. You know, we're watching them, we care for them, and let's just enjoy ourselves while we're also giving back to an amazing organization here in the DMV. Um, so I'll say that's one for that. Then um, for a fashion event, I'm really big on just remembering who you're talking to and connecting wherever we are. And I think in the fashion industry, a lot of people have the notion that like you can't do the same thing as other people, and I'm completely against that. So I started a event called Fashion for Thought, and within that, we it's a networking night. We enjoy ourselves, but you leave with action items. So not just with a business card. I want you guys to build a relationship. How can you have a project? Maybe you be a, maybe you're a photographer and you're a makeup artist. Like let's connect. Let's do a project together. Like that's my goal with that event. And we actually just finished our second year with that. So we're coming up on the third year in January. And then client-wise, I did just release, I was holding on to a nice little secret for a little while on, what is it, September 8th of Black Girls Rock. I have a client, Tiffany Davis, who will be receiving the Black Girls Tech Award. And I got to style her um, and she walked the, it wasn't a red carpet this year, it was a yellow carpet. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was truly a dream. I never would have thought that three years, LLC, four years, just with the idea that I would actually have a client that would not only just be at the event, but that would be getting an award and then be on stage around all these amazing black women within the industry. So I'll say those are my highlights, but so many different things over these years that happened, but I'll say for right now, those are definitely them. Wow, that's amazing. And congratulations on uh, Thank you. that. That's so awesome. And I love how you connect fashion to philanthropy, growth, connection, uh, community. I think that's so amazing because I feel like a lot of people think when they think fashion, they think celebrities, they think designers, but they don't really see how fashion can really make people feel good about themselves or exactly. Yeah. And I think that's awesome how you do such a great job at tying that together. And you're actually, to me, you're actually bringing fashion into just kind of like a whole new realm that I never even thought of putting it in. And I think that's amazing. Thank you so much. That's definitely what I want my my clients to feel. I want them to feel like, you know, they just shed in their whole new flower. Like, I want you to feel beautiful. I want you to feel confident. And 
Um, it's funny that I actually had a client at awards because I always said, like, I don't know if I ever wanted to be a celebrity stylist. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been one of the things that I go back and forth about. But having this opportunity just really showed me styling, as I say, um, the bosses building empires. And Tiffany's truly a boss. She was able to feel confident and beautiful. And it, the process was completely easy. And, you know, as a, as a celebrity, that's an everyday lifestyle mm-hmm. that you continuously, you're used to a glam squad. Mm-hmm. I, as much as, as amazing that as being a stylist would be for celebrities, I really want to have that experience with women who are gaining that confidence and tr- introducing them to what that feeling is. Like, you, you don't get that feeling every day with a celebrity. And that's probably the best part of being a stylist is seeing them really just come out of their shell and just feel comfortable within themselves. Definitely. And I think that's that's great. And I also really like the fact that you are just making people feel beautiful because like you said, I mean, people don't understand how just, you know, putting on the right outfit that complements your body just can make a world of a difference in somebody's day and, you know, make them feel so good about themselves. So I love how you're really promoting self-confidence, fashion along with self-confidence, because I think that's so important. Yes, most definitely. And then another small plug, um, one of the other events that I do is this event called Styleworks. Or speaking of, you know, building confidence, um, it's fashion mentoring for young girls. So it's actually going to be eventually turned into a nonprofit that I want to do in honor of my um, grandmother. This program is with girls from seven to the age of 18. And we, re- we just go over runway walks. We truly enjoy ourselves and just talking and building up their confidence. And when they seeing them when they walk in, how they don't even know, you know, how to walk on the runway or their posture's off. By the end of the event, I can't even get them off the runway because they're so excited. Um, but that, those are the small things that I truly in love do, doing yes. with um, my business because I just, I see people transform within mm-hmm. hours and right. um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. That's so great. And I just feel like, you know, between the ages of seven and 18, so many young girls, they just need that confidence boost. And you're probably when you when you're hosting these events, you're probably changing their lives for the better. And you're just giving them the confidence that they need to, you know, just get through the day or, you know, in building their 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 self-awareness. And I think that's so amazing. And I'm so happy that you are in the community and you are really giving back because I feel like there are so many people who just need this the confidence that you're providing or that you're helping them discover. So that's great. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. You mentioned social media and growing your business. And as a lot of uh, people who might be interested in entrepreneurship, how do you get the word out about the joy of styling and what have you done or what are some techniques that you've used to help grow your business? I would say at first, in the beginning, of course, it's normally just yourself. (laughs) So really just having to be that one person for multiple jobs and just understanding that it is not going to happen overnight. And honestly, I think the number one thing with social media is not about the followers because so many people can have 
thousands, millions of followers, but you're not really engaging with those followers. What's the point of you taking the time, posting this content and doing all of this if they're not taking away from something and they're just liking it? Like, you know, that's cool and everything, but I really want uh, everyone that's following along with the joy of styling to learn something, to right. be engaged, be interested, maybe question something within their closet or answer a poll or, you know, just really truly be engaged, not just wrapped up in scrolling and liking. Right. Um, so with in that, I would say when you get to another level of maybe a MailChimp and growing a mailing list mm-hmm. or um, creating certain hashtags so that people can like look up uh, what you're posting on social media. Really having a relationship with followers is what kind of made me stand out a little bit Mm -hmm. um so I love to say that I have social media friends like virtual friends I've never met (laughs) in person but if they post something I will hype their post completely Mm -hmm. and that can eventually turn into something and it's happened multiple times even just here within the DMV that I've met people virtually and it's just turned into a relationship so with us interacting with one another we continue to boost each other's posts And I just, that's another networking tool that I just use and really just showing that you're there. And Mm -hmm. if if someone has like an event that's going on, go ahead and share that event. You may not be able to attend, but they definitely will be able to be like, you know, I can count on joy to to share on the Joy of Stylings page. Or even if it's just, even if it's just not me, if it's someone on my team, having that relationship that people can count on you. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it personable. You really just want to be as personal as you can be through social media. So when I send out my messages, if it's within the DMs or if someone wants to follow me and I may love what they're posting, I, I'll send them a message and let them know I love their content. I love everything that they're they're pushing out. Because I'll always say that people need to use their platform wisely. We, mm-hmm. we have an opportunity here that is amazing, so we need to use it. And it's just really important that we keep those relationships uh, until, you know, you get to a point where there are like that are just growing rapidly or your followers are growing. It comes with time and you really just have to be okay with understanding that it it comes with time. Because I've been, I've had my Instagram page for probably going on four years and I'm just getting to a point where the engagement is where I I want it to be. But I'm okay with that because I know that my work ethic has changed and that's the reason why I'm getting the engagement. Right. I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, Patience is very important in this industry because you have to be patient to grow your following and build the content and uh, really push it out. And it has to be content, like you said, not just for likes, but to actually get people to engage. Yeah, for sure. And I'll share a small tip that I actually learned from one of my mentors as being a entrepreneur in a small business, we all start off small. So a lot of time we may not have someone else on our team. If you want to show that you are bigger than you may be, quote unquote, throw in like, so if you're emailing someone and say like, you just emailed me about a styling consultation and I have someone that is answering, it's not coming from myself because to make people assume that you're a bigger company, you can just throw on a different name. And that's like, oh, 
she has a secretary. Wow. Like, you know, it's really seeming like um, put together because it's everything should not just come from you. Right. Um, because you have to remember that you being an entrepreneur, like you are the CEO. You have to kind of having different levels to answering within emails or just having somewhat of a team, even if you don't literally have the team, you want to appear that you have the team because people pay attention to that. Right. Um, if you were, you know, if you were going to a restaurant, you wouldn't talk directly to the GM. Right. You would go through <laughs> certain people. So that's the way, that's the way you have to look at it within your business. You may not be there yet, but you will get there. So you might as well go ahead and make it seem like you're doing that so you can get prepared. So when you do have people in that position, it's going to go smoothly. Right. Well, thank you for sharing those tidbits. I think, um, I mean, everything you shared, I think is definitely valuable information to all the listeners, everybody who's looking to grow their, uh, their business. And thank you for sharing those. No problem. So, you know, what words of wisdom? I I feel like, you know what, you shared so much valuable information. And I definitely want to say that I feel like at 25, I was not as knowledgeable as you. And you definitely have so much wisdom beyond your years. And I really appreciate, I love what you're doing. Um, I really appreciate, you know, you being a guest on my podcast. Um, I really, and I also, you know, just appreciate you sharing kind of like your experience because I think you've had an amazing experience. I love the inspiration that you've given and, and just in this interview, and I'm pretty sure you have gone on to inspire so many other people in your journey with the joy of styling. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you and thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shanta. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So how can people find you? Uh, Tell us a little bit of how people can connect with you. So you can connect with us on um, social media. So we are on different clubs, Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, The Joy of Styling. um, And you can connect with us there. You can also head over to our website, T Joy of Styling, not the Joy of Styling, but just the letter T joyofstyling.com. And you can find out and keep up to date with everything we have going on. We do have an event that we have coming up on October 6th called Boss Talk. I'm really, really excited about this event. Um, As women entrepreneurs are my target customers, I wanted to have an event that just showcased how you can be a boss in so many different ways. A lot of people think that you can only be considered a quote-unquote boss because you you own your own business, and that's far from the truth. We've seen so many bosses that are in corporate jobs, so we have a panel filled with eight beautiful women that will be discussing how they got into entrepreneurship and how they got to the level of where they are within their career fields. So if you can come out to that, that will be on October 6th from 1 to 4.30 at Joe's Movement Emporium. You can find the information on our social media platforms, our website, and you could just head over and follow us on Eventbrite. We have lots of events that we always do. So if you can't make this one, hopefully you can make the next. Bring a friend, tell a friend. And most importantly, if you are looking to have your style experience, come on over to the Joy of Styling and we are happy to have you. 
Joy, again, thank you so much. I've really appreciated you being here and I've learned so much. <laughs> and I, speaking to you was just, it's just been so, it's been such an eye-opening experience for me. I hope it is an eye-opening experience for my followers. And I hope that you continue to do what you're doing. I think that you have a great platform. I feel like you have a great company. You have great ideas. And you know, I see nothing but great things in your future and beyond. And I can just see you growing and growing and growing. So thank you so much for being here today and giving me some of your time because I've learned a lot. Thank you so much. It was, as I said, it was truly an honor to be on here. And this was definitely a full circle moment. So I'm just more than happy to share this moment with you. Once again, I want to say thank you to Joy Copeland and the Joy of Styling for joining the Chantel Zid podcast. I really appreciate her being on this episode and dedicating some time to talk to all my listeners. If you would like to find Joy, you can find her at tjoyofstyling.com. So I'm going to wrap up my episode, episode four. Again, thanks for tuning in. I really hope that you really were able to learn a lot from Joy and her entrepreneur journey. And definitely feel free to reach out to her again. You can find her at tjoyofstyling.com. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to follow me on social media. Thanks for listening and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thanks.